We're back for a midnight special. Pretty much a 2 a.m. special, let's put it that way. Uh, can't sleep. I don't know about you. It's, it's been a long night. So how about we just fucking wake up, watch some cartoons, and uh, just keep doing that till morning. We'll be fine the next day, right? Nah, I'm just kidding. We'll be great the next day. More than fine. So look, guys, we're just going to hang out, watch some Duel Masters, episode 8. Season 1, episode 8. It's called Duels of Futures Past. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start the episode. Give me a sec, because I am a little far away from the play button here. So give me two seconds. We're going to go ahead and play. press play in three, two, one, play. All right. So we got Duel Masters starting off right here. And right off the bat, when I, as soon as I heard the narrator's voice, felt like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Felt like Monster Rancher, felt like Digimon. Felt like the same voice actor that's narrating, explaining the episode, right? So I, the reason I picked Duel Masters so late at night, what you're asking, I just went in the anime archive just to see what I could find as far as something to watch that's late night. And obviously, anime fits the spot, the description. You can sit down for an anime, put it on, have the zone, have the mode, the music, the ambience, and fall asleep. Quite easily, depending on the anime. I'm talking about Inuyasha. I fall asleep watching Inuyasha. I actually don't like Inuyasha. If you guys like Inuyasha, cool. It's all for you. But I always found Inuyasha boring and just slow. I'm, I'm an action guy. I like my Dragon Ball Z. I like my Yu-Gi-Oh. Flip that card. Let me know what's going on. I like my Duel Masters. Now, when it comes to Duel Masters, okay, I haven't I haven't watched as much Duel Masters as I've watched, say, Metabots or, or Yu-Gi-Oh and all that stuff. All the, all the mainstream ones. Duel Masters, for me, was always Tier 2 card. The card one, right? The card game. You had you had, uh, you had had your Digimons and your Pokemons and your Monster Ranchers as far as capturing monsters and, you know, different creatures. But Yu-Gi-Oh! used creatures, but in a different way. They had cards. They were on playing cards. And you would activate them in the battle. The beast monsters would get summoned on the field using the technology from the anime Kaiba Corp. And that show comes out as an instant, instant success. So, of course, to follow suit, you're going to have a show like Duel Masters. I mean, think of... In Yu-Gi-Oh!, what's the main thing you're doing? You're dueling, right? Now, Japan is having this this competition, not North America. This is a Japanese show. Both these shows are Japanese. I don't know if they both came out at the same time or which one came out first or if they were both competing for... For comic book manga time, if these are both mangas and one just sort of mainstream, but I do know that Yu-Gi-Oh is old, old, not older, but a different series completely altogether on the manga. Yu-Gi-Oh is far darker, far more. You know, when when Yu-Gi-Oh likes to play games, he likes to play all kinds of games, including some form of Russian roulette, and he's just nuts. Yu-Gi-Oh is actually Yu-Gi is actually a crazy character. Read the manga. We're gonna go through the mangas. I have the mangas. We're gonna. I want to go through them again, read them again, and then just talk about them because, boy, are they dark. And Duel Masters, I'm just thinking Duel Masters is a complete ripoff of Yu-Gi-Oh. I don't see it any other way. I'm thinking about Beyblade. Beyblade, what, what was the ripoff for Beyblade? I want, to th- I want to say Bakugan, right? But even then, Bakugan is such a unique game compared to Beyblade. Beyblade is just dreidel, spinning tops, right? Whereas Bakugan, you have to create a whole new set of rules... Uh, gra- you know, physics, beat em on, beat em on's another one, Bakugan, beat em on, 
and Beyblade, and then you got Yu-Gi-Oh, Ma- Duel Masters, and I'm sure there's another one out there, maybe Chaotix. But even Chaotix, Chaotix didn't last very long. Ah, here we go. So Duel Masters, what can I remember about Duel Masters? Well, Duel Masters was a show that played, like I said, right around the same time as Yu-Gi-Oh! Played on YTV, Cartoon Network. Uh, it was a show that, yeah, just meant to rival, just give you that sense of, let me try this card game. And I remember the card game being, uh, so you remember you had Magic. Magic the Gathering never had a TV show. Very surprising it never had a TV show. Or a movie. Or maybe it has something. I don't know, a CG, a CG movie or something? But these card games, they get brought out in North America, and they all have their own unique set of, you know, style. But when it came to Duel Masters, it just felt like Yu-Gi-Oh! with added zeros. I remember the attacks of the monsters were like 10,000, 20,000, which doesn't make any sense for, especially a kid's game, just to add a few more zeros to make them look like these crazy attackers. Yu-Gi-Oh! was perfect. Magic was too small. Those numbers were just too small, not enough of a... You know, when you have when you're in the thousands, you can have more range of characters. But when you're in the hundreds, it just feels so. I don't know. The scale doesn't feel as big. And when you see just a few, just an extra zero or two, you know, a Yu-Gi-Oh monster with 350 attack, you know what you know what that means, right? When you see 2,000 defense, you know what that means. When you see 3,500 attack, you know what that means. And in Magic, it just feels so low. I don't feel the impact. And in Dual Monsters, Dual Masters. It just feels overwhelming that all the cards feel overpowered. And I don't feel like just because you have one that says 100,000 and the other one says 1 million doesn't feel that that much stronger. But in Yu-Gi-Oh! for some reason it did. Not to mention the magic cards and all that. Now, I don't know how to play Duel Masters, the actual card game. I do have some cards. I was lucky enough my cousin gave me some cards a long time ago when he stopped playing and he, he started getting rid of his card collection and all that. And he gracefully pl- passed them over to me and... I, I've, I've gone through the cards. I've never played. I've never, never actually played a game of Duel Masters. I've played tons of games of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh was my jam back in 2003, 2004. Uh, you know, 2002, 2001 summer camp. I can remember playing a summer camp. I can remember playing at school. I brought my deck. I had the sleeves. Tried to match the sleeve with my deck covers all gold. Uh, good times. Honestly, good times. How many of you guys out there are actually diehard Battle Master Duel Masters, sorry. Duel Masters fans, like actual fans of the show. You like it more than Digimon. You, I mean, you like it more than Yu-Gi-Oh. You like it more than Beat-Em-On, Beyblade, all these other shows. It's your actual jam. I don't, in my personal opinion, I don't think there's many of you out there. I don't think there's many of you. But I do think that the few of you that are out there and are still collecting some of the merchandise, some of the the cards, if there are some, there, I'm, I'm sure there's some rare ones, but I don't think the show... The card game is still going on. I don't think you can go to a store and buy a fresh pack of Duel Masters cards. So that game's said and done. The only other thing I have that's Duel Masters in my collection is a toy of that main character. And I think it was from Burger King or McDonald's, and you would put a card in his hand and press the button and it would flip it down. But that's about it. And so, yeah, Duel Masters. Good times. If you guys remember the show, if you guys remember the... Just the... The, the, the sense in the air of a card game anime, you know what I'm talking about. You walk into a store, there's hundreds and hundreds of cards, and you're just trying to figure out which one you want to get. Buying them individually are more expensive, of course. You get the booster pack, you get that 
that thrill of opening it up like a casino. Just like they do today with booster packs and video games. It's that same feel. You rip the card. Rip that card pack open. Hope for the best. And Yu-Gi-Oh! The one thing about, uh, about Yu-Gi-Oh! that was... Like you see right here, he's wearing a cloak. That looks straight out of Yu-Gi-Oh! Now if you, take, if you get rid of the character on the right and you just have that right like that. Just that position right there. It looks like straight out of Yu-Gi-Oh! So that's what I mean. All these shows, can you give them a hard time for ripping each other off? No. It's it's hard because they're already ripping off another thing. So as far as I'm concerned, let them have their second and third tier shows. Sometimes they tend to do very well. And sometimes they might surpass the first, you know, the, the number one show. I'm trying to think of an example off the top of my head. It's hard. But Pokemon won't be surpassed for a long time. I'm thinking like Lord of the Rings, right? Is, is Lord of the Rings debunked or toppled by Game of Thrones now? Is that the new medieval fantasy number one? I don't know. That's another debate. I don't think so. I still think Lord of the Rings holds the, the, the time of testament simply because of the author. Nothing against George R. R. Martin, but J.R. Tolkien is is probably going to be good. It's probably going to go down as literature's all-time greatest with Shakespeare, I would think, just for the sheer storytelling aspect of the books, not to mention the whole world. I mean, people teach university classes just on his literature. So it's unparalleled. It's, it doesn't make any sense. And when it comes to anime, these kind of animes, you've got your, your top tiers, you've got your bottom tiers, and to everybody's preference, if you like, if you guys like a $2, $2 bottle of beer, or a $50 bottle of beer, whatever you're going to drink and enjoy, that's what matters. Doesn't matter if you doesn't matter if you're paid a little extra or if they put an extra character, or, as long as it flows with you, that's what matters. And if you had fun with the show and it brought you some good times out in the schoolyard, if you know some of those shows where your friends didn't really get into it, but you really wanted to play that show, you found it was better than the shit you were playing in the schoolyard. Like I didn't want to play Pokémon, I wanted to play Digimon in the schoolyard. And luckily some of the friends out there did. They got Digivices. We all got Digivices, good battles, good adventures, good times. So, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I totally get it when shows get thrown under the rug, but people still follow them. I, I understand 100% why. Well, let me know out there, what's your guys' show? What's your show that, you know, nobody really talked about and you kind of didn't want anybody to know you you watched? or Like, mine was Beyblade a little bit. I can remember coming home from school and people were watching other shows and I still watched kind of Beyblade. I just, because I was hooked on the story, I watched Beyblade when it first came out and just seeing Tyson grow and develop with all the guys, Max, Ray, Kai, all those guys, Drager, Drodzer, all those fucking Adrisil, fuck you. Nah, those are, those, those days, those days are unbeatable. You, can't, they're unpar- you cannot take back those days and give me something today that's going to say, Anything anything close to Beyblade and the impact it had. I think it had more of an impact than Yu-Gi-Oh! Simply because of the fact that it was so hands-on. When you can build your own Beyblade, customize it, put your own character on it. Same thing with Yu-Gi-Oh! You can customize your deck. But to a certain point, it, it Beyblade is just more hands-on. Like You can play that shit by yourself. You just spin two Beyblades and test them out. If you're going to duel, you need somebody there. And a lot of times, if you had a brother or sister, you can get good, right? You can play, practice. But other than that, now online it's a different story. But back then, the 
the actual physical toy might have been more appealing to certain kids. Now, I was in Korea. I might have mentioned this a few episodes ago, but I was in Korea a while ago, and I saw, I was in a store, and, and Beyblade is still huge over there. And when I say it's huge, I mean kids will bring their Beyblade to the store, like a Walmart, and there's an arena in the toy section. There's multiple things, like there's a, there's a Lego uh, cha- uh, picnic bench, and in the middle there's Lego pieces, and everybody has their seat, you play Lego. And then there's a Beyblade arena, and right in front of the Beyblade arena, there's a screen showing an episode of Beyblade. At the time, it was Beyblade uh, Burst. Not the new one, but the, the, the original Burst there, Beyblade Battle Burst, whatever they're called. And kids, no, I'm not even kidding. There was about 15 kids. And I was just sitting there because my daughter was looking for some something to buy, you know, some toys and whatnot. And I just saw these kids. They were playing. I'm not even joking. They were lining up, having battles. Whoever won, went in back. And it just reminded me of those good old days. And I'm glad to see the kids are still doing it. Now, you might not find that today because now in Asia, it's a lot easier to travel between locations. Things are closer together. They're up in buildings. You can travel in, up up and down and across. Whereas in North America, you got to drive, and it's going to take a lot of effort for multiple people to drive to the same location just to pay Beyblades. Because I'm telling you, they went to play Beyblade maybe for an hour, but parents are shopping, doing other stuff. And then when they're done, they're, they're still sticking around the area, going to other stores. Whereas, you know, if you're going to Toys R Us where I live, you probably might go to a bookstore after, but you're not going to just go to Toys R Us to go play Beyblade. There's nothing else. There's no, you know, there's no grocery store in there. There's no, so. So that was really cool. That was really nice to see the fact that their kids are actually getting together, physically getting together and playing outside, playing in whatever location they can with the toys once again. And, uh, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh! and all those card games such as Duel Masters, those have unfortunately taken a bit of a back seat. Yu-Gi-Oh! I know still has a following. But not like it used to. And Magic's always had the same following. Magic has got always gone kind of up and down. Had a huge, huge following in the in the two thousands, uh, late nineties. The same time with Pokemon, because people were playing Pokemon, so they were going in the in those game stores and discovering other games. And Magic was the big one at the time, so it got it gained more popularity. But today, I still think Magic is probably the number one card game out there, followed by maybe Pokemon and then Yu Gi Oh. If I had to guess. That's just my guess. And only the top are going to survive in the long run. They have got more money. They can make the TV shows work, keep the shows going, keep the characters interesting. But Magic's always fascinated me. Magic the Gathering, as far as a card game. Because I've played it. And it's it's very good. It's very challenging. I, I consider it the more mature, uh, more th- there's more t- challenge, there's more technique with the rules. You need to have somebody that knows how to play the game in order to play uh, to the full capacity, whereas Yu-Gi-Oh, I think you like. I'm just trying to think. Ma- uh, Magic, did they have a PC game that was actually fully automated with all the cards? You didn't have to actually. You didn't have to manually input commands or take off points, or did it? Was it actually running kind of like a uh, Hearthstone type game? Right. I'm not sure because if that's the case, I, I honestly, I'm rooting for Magic. I hope Magic does well, but I think Magic now has turned into more of a market. People who play Magic. I think are more in it for the market and the business of the cards, selling, buying, buying cheap, selling, waiting for them to turn over in value. And it's just become, like I said, a little mini economy on the playing card market. Yu-Gi-Oh! has it too, but not to the degree Magic does. Like Magic, the price of cards changes from month to month. And not just by a few cents, sometimes hundreds of dollars, which is, I, I don't understand how that works. 
Does it have anything to do with scarcity and all that? But So there we go. Okay, so there's a battle right now going on TV in Duel Masters. We got Duels of the Futures Past playing Season 1, Episode 8. And I'm just marveling right now at the animation of the monsters. They're all in kind of a 3D CG game graphic looking feel. And I'm, I'm actually enjoying it. I'm actually enjoying this right now. Just that scene right there where you see the character behind you. because here, But here's the thing. When you're putting a lot of effort into the animation design of a character like that, you better be using them more than once. So I'm assuming this guy is somewhat of a main character. Look at the way he's moving. He's moving better than a, a an actual cinematic game from the 2000s. Looks really good. Looks really cool. So I, I would think the effort you put in that, you can't do it for every character. I just don't see it happening. But I could be wrong. I don't know enough about the show. I haven't watched enough to follow the entire series as to what... But look, this is episode 8. And episode 8, you're probably still going to want to show off your series, right? When you, By the time you get to season 2 and 3, hopefully your your fans are into it and you don't need to impress them as much. I think of I think of Beyblade when they changed the animation of the Beyblade spinning. If you guys remember the first season, uh, the that blade is spinning like an anime right out of a comic book, looking sweet, fast. And then all of a sudden they switched to this, this CG computer-generated graphic-looking spinning Beyblade, and it just looked like it was on the end of its spin. And there's two versions of it. There's one where it's spinning a little bit faster, and then there's another version I remember where the thing looks like it's barely spinning. And it just looked it looked really off, even the way it was getting bumped. It, it looked totally off. Not a big fan of that. But this is wicked. This is looking cool. This looks like Zoids. You know the way the... You know the way the... Um, these animations are moving. It just feels the, the fluidity of these. They look like mecha monsters moving on the screen like Digimon, live Digimon. That's another cool idea they, they could do, incorporate, is a uh, a Digimon TV series spinoff, but digi- just a Digimon card game. They had one. I have some of the cards from the Digimon card game. They uh, the only The only issue is there's not that many Digimon. And I don't think Digimon keeps making more and more Digimon like Pokemon does. Maybe they add a few every year. I honestly don't know, but I think there's like between two or three hundred Digimon, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe maybe there's more, but I think it's roughly about that. Pokemon somewhere in the thousand now. So, to to ask Digimon to do a card game might be a little bit tough. The games themselves themselves are not necessarily based on capturing Digimon, more so on like more more so on like finding the ones you like and digivolving them, because some of them could be rare, even though there's not as many. But some of them are just so iconic. You just want to have them. It's just something about Digimon when I play it. It feels like it really feels more like an, a Japanese anime than a North American transition. It really still feels like it keeps to those Japanese when you ha- when you're between dimensions. Like Pokemon stays in the world of Pokemon. We understand that, but crossing dimensions and crossing time zones like Persona and stuff like that into other worlds, like Mega Man jacking in. That's another one too. Mega Man feels like. Was kind of like, hey, we're we could we can we can do a Digimon kind of Mega Man spinoff if we wanted with Mega Man Anti Warrior jacking in. I'm telling you, Mega Man's jacking it in that one. That's actually a really good show. I, I don't know if there's two versions of the show. Like you know, when you buy a Mega Man game and there's Mega Man like Dark and Mega Man Light. I want, I'm just thinking the Mega Man Anti Warrior series. They definitely had a Game Boy Advance game, but did they have two? 
different versions or just maybe two games from the from the TV series. I don't remember. But I remember playing them. I remember trying them out, really enjoying them. For the Game Boy Advance, probably one of my favorite games, Mega Man Anti-Warrior. That's the best part about these shows. The humbleness of the of the main character when he when he wins or when he's defeated. They always try to make friends with everybody. They always try to... You see it in everything. Even even in Dragon Ball Z. Even in Yu-Gi-Oh. But to some degree, the great animes, in my opinion, they, they, do, it to, they do it, but they don't do it all the time. You, you know there's a time to do it. There's a time to make friends. You make your friends in the first season. And then in the second season, you start make, shaking it up a bit, making it a little more scary. And if you're really edgy in an anime, you start killing off some of your characters that are likable, and then you really start getting your fans going, well, what's going on now? And then then they're hooked. But shows like this, just a nice calm show for a Tuesday, Wednesday, going into Wednesday morning, start your Wednesday with uh, telling your friends and everybody that you watch Duel Masters just a few hours ago before entering, coming into work. Fucked up with Abby. <laughs> Sorry, boss, I'm going to be a little late today. Watched some Duel Masters last night, and one thing led to another. So I'm gonna have to tell you. To, <laughs> I'm telling, just telling you, I'm not coming in, boss. That's it. See what he says. He'll understand. Trust me. Just tell him. Tune along. Told me it was okay. And anyways, if you're working from home, you're probably doing this anyway, right? Am I right? Yeah. But let me tell you, I'm not working from home right now. I'm doing. I'm still doing a bit of stuff on my own on the side, but. Whenever I have a chance to do the podcast and sit back, I always want to do if I'm If I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm just thinking to myself, I wish I would have done a podcast, I wish I would have uh, done something or done an episode, I wake up, do it for 20 minutes. Who cares? Just wake up for 20, 30 minutes. A cartoon is good any time of the day, night, evening, you name it. Rain, shine, or storm, whatever. Next time, you know what I'm thinking also? We're going to do an, we're going to do an episode of podcast on on the go, on the out, in, outside or on the drive in the car. I'm not. I'm obviously not going to be watching something on the uh, on the screen if I'm driving. But if I'm in the passenger seat, or if I'm uh, if I am driving, I'll probably I'll probably just put the audio on on the show and just talk about the show. Or if anything, we might maybe we won't even put a show. We'll just talk while driving. It'll be tune along the road. How's that? Tune along the road. Anyways, guys, that's the end of the episode. That was. Duel Masters, a really good episode. Um, I hope you guys liked it. I hope you guys want more content, want more shows. Let me know if you guys want more specifics. We're also going to do movies. Like I said, if you guys have any movies, um, preferences. I'm thinking, as far as my first movie to do, I want to do Rush Hour 2. I know it's not a cartoon. I know it's not a TV show. It's either going to be Rush Hour 1 or 2. I just got to tell you guys, that's my favorite movie of all time. Rush Hour 1 and 2. Rush Hour 1 more so, just the impact it had in high school because I, I found out about Rush Hour 2 first. I thought Rush Hour, I, I didn't click one and one together that two meant two, right? So I'm watching Rush Hour 2 and I'm like, this is great. And then the guy goes, yeah, well, did you see the first one? And I'm like, well, what's the first one? And he goes, oh, man. So he lends me the DVD. My buddy of mine in school lends me a DVD. I bring it home Sunday night. I remember watching it. But anyways, that's a story for another time. I got so much to talk about when it comes to Rush Hour. Love the show. Huge fan. And, um, uh, yeah, so if you guys are too, and you guys are a fan of all these other shows I've been putting on, I think we're at episode 63, 64, something like that. I'm just keeping them pumping. Just going to keep them coming out. 
We've got so many cartoons to watch. I want to try and keep as many unique cartoons as we, that we haven't seen yet, but obviously at some point we're going to interlap. But uh, for the most part, if I can just get one of each of the main ones that I'm really interested, or depending on the day, depending on how I'm feeling, if it's if it's a nice calm night and it deserves a, a rerun or something, then by God, by all means, it will get a rerun. And you'll be there, and you'll be the first ones to hear about it. So thank you again for stopping by, everybody. It's very nice of you to stick around with me this long and hang out. I'm hoping I incorporate, like I said, the live stream so we can, when we go live, everybody would know. Everybody can just sit back, wake up from their somber sleep and have me in their ear and then go right back to sleep and start having nightmares. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're going to have great dreams, right? We're going to have those nice dreams together. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> Anyways, so with that being said, you guys have a good night. And have a great day tomorrow morning. We'll do another episode. Guarantee we're going to do an episode and keep the flow going. So uh, peace out, everybody. Be good. Be safe. And uh, talk later. Bye-bye.